let's talk about a super hot topic. Something that probably, if we're honest, all of us are feeling, um, or a lot of us are feeling, or our kids are feeling um, right now, which is in some form or the other, like uh, some form of anxiousness or anxiety. And, you know, if you're not feeling it, then the reality is probably your kids are, or definitely the practice members, a lot of your practice members are struggling with this. And maybe, you know, when we look at the, the demographic or population that we're most interested in in this group, neurodeflective disorders or behavioral learning socialization challenges, um, it's very rare that you have somebody with a behavioral learning socialization challenge or deflected um, uh, developmental pattern that doesn't, in one form or the other, struggle with um, anxiety in, in some form. And so one of the challenges is really knowing, like, what is anxiety? What does it look like? So what I want to do is um, talk about that first. I want to just talk about um, how what the secondary symptoms or the manifestation of anxiousness, uh, what does that look like in a lot of us, in, the, in kids and adults and maybe yourself, because we need to be able to identify that first, that this is actually something going on. And then we need to talk about like, what is it? Um, what, why do we have anxiety? Um, what is the root cause of that? And then what can we do about it? How can you support yourself, your kids? practice members and how can you create an environment in your office um, one to give appropriate recommendations to give helpful recommendations to give hope to give action steps for your practice members and for yourself um, and to just create an environment that feels safe and can meet people where they are with their stress their deflections their anxiety their worry so when we look at anxiety we first have to understand that you have increased anxiety when we have decreased prediction. So decreased prediction, a decreased ability to really visualize and therefore predict because visualization is the foundation for the ability to predict, so prediction. Um, and so when you have decreased ability to predict what's coming next, and then therefore control or control, um, but really predict what's gonna happen next in your own life, in your own body, outside of your body. We're going from most primitive to less primitive, um, right now in the next minute, right now in the next hour, in the next day, in the next week, in the next month. When you have a diminished capacity to predict, we or i.e. visualize, which leads to prediction, decreased ability to visualize, decreased ability to predict, we have increased anxiety. Now here's the thing, anxiety can look really different in a lot of people. So anxiety, this need to say, hey, I'm having this decreased ability to predict my future, I'm having a decreased ability to visualize my future, therefore I'm having a decreased ability to visualize my um, future, therefore I have this need to reduce the complexity of my world into something that I can predict, into something that I can control. So this is what you'll see. You'll find yourself, you'll find kids, everybody will do this. Increased a, a time in which we have this decreased ability to predict, to know what's going to happen next. Um, we have these tendencies to try to reduce the complexity of our world. 
we may say, hey, I'm not doing really great with being able to predict what's coming next, so I want to reduce the amount of things that I have to try to predict. I want to become more rigid in my routine. I'm going to become really more routinized, and if you interrupt my routine, my, hey, I wake up, I have my coffee, I, get, I leave my house at this time, I go to the office, when I get to the office, this is the order I do things, and it's how my morning routine goes, and normally, maybe I can adapt if my kid, you know, throws a wrench in that plan, or I get to the office and something happens, and I have to, you know, help my staff with something, or somebody comes early, I can kind of adapt to that, but in an increased time of stress, like we're living in in this world right now, where we have this decreased ability to know just what's going to happen next, and, be, and decreased ability to just predict what's going to happen next, we have this tendency, which makes sense, to try to reduce the complexity of our world into things that we can control, into things that we can predict visualize and predict. So we become really rigid in our routines. Maybe we become really, here's we're going to talk about some kids, maybe we become more rigid in the type of tactile information um, or variations in tactile information that I want on my skin. So what you might see is, wow, this kid was doing great, never knew there was a sensory issue, and all of a sudden this time of increased um, anxiety or stress, which we know comes from a time of decreased ability to predict and and um, visualize all of a sudden they all of a sudden they have this this rigid need to only wear the same pair of pants or they stopped wearing jeans they said I'm not wearing jeans I'm only wearing sweatpants and only these certain sweatpants um, and I can't have tags on my shirt um, the kid can't have tags on their shirt anymore maybe you because we have this need in times of heightened stress, times of heightened anxiety and worry because of a lack of visualization and prediction, I have this heightened need to reduce the complexity of my world to things I can control. So I become more rigid in the things that I can that I want in my life, the routines that I have, the types of stimuli that I have and I can tolerate and I can um, adapt to. And so you just see this pulling in. So it's important to recognize that because that can look a, like anxiety, worry can look like a lot of different things. It could be a pulling in and we're seeing like this, I refuse to leave my room. It could be a pulling in and I, I'm needing to reduce the complexity of my world so I'm starting to pick fights with my sister. Um, maybe I'm a kid and I'm picking fights with my sister because even though that's not a good interaction, it is a reaction that I control. I can control. Look, I know that if I kick my sister, this is an event that I can predict and I can control. I can control and therefore predict the outcome. If I kick my sister, I'm going to get in trouble. If I kick my sister, she's going to kick me back. If I kick my sister, she's going to tell mom and I'm going to get in trouble. So there, even though that connection, that scenario is not good and we're seeing this defiant behavior, we have to understand why is this behavior there. In this example, we may have this deflective behavior of, hey, my kid all of a sudden is being really defiant and picking at his sister and he's constantly doing this thing where he's picking, 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 picking. Why is he doing that? Well, maybe he's having a lack of control everywhere else, inability to process that, and he's pulling in so much that he's doing something to create a connection and to get a very predictable response. So, so common. So common, super important we understand it. Look, some of you might do that with your spouses. Times of stress, 
increased anxiety because of a decreased ability to predict kind of in a world like this right now. Um, you know, maybe uh, you notice that you're having to keep everything really, really organized and clean. And if somebody moves that or somebody, you know, messes your routine up a little bit in that way, normally you can adapt to that. Maybe you like blow, you know, you, you're off the handle. You, you blow a fuse. You don't have a lot of emotional regulation to that to them changing your world in that way. You need to understand it. So the first thing about really breaking down the anxiety, worry in ourselves, in the families we work with, in the parents that we work with, in the kids that we work with, is understanding there's a reason for behavior. We know that anxiety increase has anxiety, worry, all of that increase as the uh, predictive capacity and visualization capacity decreases. We know that's a window into a brain that's not functioning in the most efficient whole brain way, decreased function in the prefrontal cortex when we have that scenario happening. So here's some things that we need to do. We need to understand what we're seeing, that there's a reason for behavior. There's a massive reason right now with all of the unpredictability in our world, with all of the changes in our world and the heightened stress in our world. There's a, there's a definite reason that we would want to, all of us, kids, adults, you, me, want to reduce the complexity of our world. It's just something that we can control and predict. But the key here is being able to spot that that's what's happening. And then to take really specific action steps in ourselves and also to support the parents and the children that we work with. So when we see increased deflective behaviors right now, whether it's sensory rigidity or integration challenges, whether it's behavioral, whether it's pulling in, whether it's stomach aches, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, you're seeing an increase in your um, emotional regulation or you're moody or whatever it is, um, needing to organize, whatever it is, understand, look, there's a reason for that. Think about this thing and say, what can I do to myself or give instruction for the parent to help their child or talk with the child about this, what can I do to create an environment for them to be able to increase prediction in some way in their world, increase visualization to increase prediction to increase the feeling of control? That will lower stress, that will lower anxiety, even if it's not, we can't control at all, we know that we can do it in some ways. So this would be why you say to kids, do you want to get checked in the front room or the family room? Control, prediction, that's important. This is why we make the recommendation of, hey, this is a really important time to make video tours of your office, especially if you have different um, or any variation on your normal office procedures um, for the kids that are coming in and the adults. Send those out in emails. Give them prediction right now to make sure that they aren't feeling that lack of predictive capacity in your office, right? They need to know what am I, what's expected of me and what's gonna happen when I come to this office. Always talk to them about that sympathetic, parasympathetic response. This state, this lack of ability to predict and therefore increase stress and anxiety response, that is something that obviously as chiropractors, we're working on that very foundation of making sure that we're not staying in that fight or flight response. That's what we do as, chiro as chiropractors by uh, correcting subluxation. We need to educate people on that, but we also need to help them by giving them an understanding of 
why this is such a stressful time right now and then what they can do about it. So for your families, for your parents, maybe for yourself and your, um, the parents in your practice are for yourself, make sure you say, okay, what is something, and you guys always hear about this, what is something I can control? But don't stop there. Understand that it's not just about something I can control. It's about understanding that we need to create predictive capacity and visualization. So here's something that I like to do. I like to have my desk super clean, super organized, and when I'm in a heightened time of stress, if that gets moved around, that really sets me, it makes me anxious. And so I know that one, I can control that. I can control um, this environment. Now, here's a visualization that I could work on. I could work on visualizing some of the things being out of order a little bit and being okay with that. Just visualize it, just for one minute, maybe 30 seconds. That's an activity that you could give to a kid. That's an activity you could give to a parent. Hey, does it bother you when you drive a different, when your mom drives a different way? Okay, so let's visualize that. Let's draw a picture. Kids might not be able to visualize that, especially in this demographic. So let's draw a picture of, okay, this is the way you normally drive. Now we're gonna take a different street. That's a scenario that might cause a lot of stress for this kid. Let's start with something really basic and give them practice visualizing and creating cognitive flexibility through visualization for something that will help them expand their ability to process change. So we can't just say, what can I control and help people dive deeper into rigidity? That's one piece, but then we need to help them say, what do I do to not live in rigidity? Because the world's a changing place. We have to be able to adapt. And so we need to give them exercises and this visualization, and if they're not quite visualizing yet, if they're not there yet, which is a lot of these kids um, that you're working with, and adults with behavioral and learning socialization challenges, do what we call a focus story and literally draw it out, right? Okay, uh, Jimmy, it, it bothers you. What's one thing, mom or Jimmy or whoever, that what's one thing that really bothers you? Well, when my sister moves my Legos. Okay, let's draw your sister. Where are your Legos? Let's draw a picture of your Legos. And this is homework you can send home for the parent. Okay, great. So um, draw the Legos. Okay, now let's draw the Legos with two, two of the Legos moved out of place, right? And let's just draw that and let's see how we feel drawing that. So we're seeing that we're okay. We actually are drawing prediction. We're improving visualization and predictive capacity around this thing that's changing. And maybe that's all we do for a while, just that little scenario. But then we can build from there. I highly recommend you guys practice this. Pick something that you can determine is creating a lot of stress and anxiety for you. Understand that we need to work on improving your visualization and predictive capacity to be able to process that event. And then obviously be getting checked, checked uh, you know, and adjusted when necessary to maintain your autonomic balance so we're not living in that state of heightened stress all the time. But understand that this exercise will help you decrease that stress by improving prediction, improving visualization, improving whole brain function, stimulating prefrontal cortex, which will be massively helpful to you. So this is just one little um, topic on or one little piece of information on anxiety, but hopefully you will try this and play with this and start using this as a little suggestion for some of the families in your practice because I got to tell you, most of them are struggling with this right now. We're all living in a world that's pretty unpredictable, 
pretty crazy times and we need to work on saying what can we control and how can we help create visualization and prediction and things that we can't control. I hope everybody has a great day. Everybody play that game. Try that out. Let us know how it goes for you. I know for me, I'm doing this myself and it's really helpful.